Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Dread Podcast Network presents... Welcome back to another another episode of Wow of Girl That's Scary. It's Jazz the Forty Ounce Connoisseur and It's Cat Daddy. You know shit happens. Yes, we're back here. As we know, extensively this is take three. Um <laughs> Listen, <laughs> um, this is our third attempt of recording the first half of our Lovecraft Country episode. Ooh, child. So, you know, bear with us. Hopefully the sound is good on this one. If it's not, I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> I'm just here there. Um, it just happens, but I think we're good this time. And of course, as we kind of let you know, we are going to be talking about Lovecraft Country, the season one, the only season. It's on HBO Max, however. Because they fucking fumbled the bag. Mm, terrible. Butterfingers. Really dropped it. You've got to do better. Like, and I'm, my thing is, y'all got shows, all these wild ass shows on HBO, all of them. You, and they picked up that Confederate shit, all that shit. Child. You mean to tell me you wasn't, and people were watching Lovecraft Country, and not only because of Misha Green, like, you also have Monkey Paul was involved with this yeah. as well. So it's just like, like, what? what is your problem? Also, it was something refreshing that was wanted in a space that didn't really have that. Um, so that was exciting. Um, and black stories. Yeah. Because we're definitely going to show up. Listen, also, you know, I don't think this show is perfect. I have my problems with this show. We're going to get into it. Okay. But I do have issues with the show, but I don't think that it shouldn't have been. Because usually, you know, the first season of shows is usually shaky anyway a lot of the time. Yeah. They, get, they learn from that second and third season is usually where you hit the gold spot. But that's why I was excited to see a season two. And the thing was, like, there it was. it's a demand. It clearly is a demand for a second season. So I don't know what the fuck them people at HBO was thinking. You've got egg on your face. Because not only are they racking up all these fucking awards right now and Emmy noms, um, there is a large group of people that want to see this, that clearly want to put money behind this, that want to support these storytellers. There's a market for this. But you said, no, girl, you're going to go ahead and shelve it. But you, at one point, you wanted us to watch a show where the Confederacy never lost. Like, literally, just think about what the fuck you said there. 
And these came from the people that made Game of Thrones. Like, I just... And I like Game of Thrones. It, the, the last mm. season, you know, we all were <laughs> you all You niggas here. in trouble. <laughs> Every time. We're looking at each other. Um, like the Diddy gift. But I'm just like, I'm sick. Like, as time is rolling on... Um, Misha's releasing more and more information about what the future season looks like, what basically the outlines she had for the store, like chapters, all kinds of other examples and shit, outfits and all kinds of stuff. And that really tells me, like, people looked at this and said, no, girl, we're not going to spend our money on they that. They saw black supremacy and said, bitch, you're taking it too far. That's what they did. I know, because I there's the that vision. TikTok shit where you type in BLM or Black Lives Matter or anything, and they're like, fuck that bitch, you're not about to make this page, or you're not about to do this thing, or we're not about to let you do X, Y, Z. You know how it is, because they're scared. And the thing is, we have seen so much white supremacy, so much in the, all these shows where there's just white people and just doing stuff. Black people or other people of color don't even exist in their world Literally. at all, friends. Where, the, where you know black people live. Like, how many, think of how many movies you've seen where they show New, New York City and you don't see near nigga. I, I just be wanting to know what part of town they in. Is everybody white, even the cab drivers? Like, not even the people that you would put in the stereotypical role. Not, not even that. Like, nobody. Sometimes they may do, but like, it's just like, y'all, y'all keep making these things. Like that movie it. Pleasantville. I don't remember no black people in Pleasantville. I don't, okay, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I can't say I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. I'm just sitting here like, I don't remember. But I can name, I can think of some movies. Plenty of movies where you don't so see you black people in regular scenes. Yeah, where there's no black people at all. And if you see them there, they have, their faces may be blurred or they don't handle lines any fucking way. But you're in cities that have black people and people yeah. of color. You just, they're Also, like, what? other people besides white people exist. Although, you know, there are some people that like to act like we don't exist. But we exist. And our stories, are they deserve to be heard. And they deserve to be told. Now, the show um, was developed by Misha Green, but the actual book is not by a black creator. And that was a fun discovery for me. <laughs> Going to spend a gift card and just being like, Lips over book. Oh, okay. Um, Jazz has read the book just to give everybody a heads up before we start going into the nitty gritty of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I have read some of the book. I've kind of paused on it because I'm just kind of feeling like I'm starting to push myself through the story. Um, it's enjoyable, but also um, it's very much like somebody who's not black is telling me how to be black or telling me this black story about these black people. Um, and, you know, there's some hard ERs in there. Now, although it's not being thrown at me like it normally would be if I was reading a Stephen King book and I mm. felt like it was like, nigger! But, you know. <laughs> I'm going to get you and your little nigger dog, too. Ooh. And I'm dead ass serious. If you read it, there is oh, a dog shit. that is called that. So, like, it's not, we're well, not making this up. I'm not being no. dramatic. These no. are the words that were written on the paper by someone who is not black. You write the N-word so freely. Like, there are other ways to show like racism. Like cursive, baby. Just yeah. going across the paper with ease. You don't have to show racism that way. Also, when there, you write yeah. all these black characters, like, all the main characters are black. Where is that experience coming from? You know, it's just, and I'm just like, there are so many black people who never get the chance to write none of our stories, but you're going to pick this white person to tell the black story. And that's what makes it the problem because, you know, you're excluding black people from the table, but you're letting people who are not black tell our story. Yeah. And that's kind of rude. And, and yeah. you know, this story is not bad. I don't hate it. I'm not mad that he wrote it, but it's just like, damn. No, I'm not mad. I was just like. 
Yeah. This wasn't written by a black person. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like you said that. I thought this was written by a black person because I thought the show, you know, and I was like, oh. Also, you know, like I said, I'm going to give it a try. I just, you know, I felt bamboozled. I did. I was bamboozled. And I was like, and I knew going in because it was like, oh, this is the premise. I was like, oh, yeah. I just knew the author was black and they weren't. And I was like, okay. Like, so. Well, then, okay, here's the other thing, right? I don't know if are... a black or brown person would have stuffed a character who was obsessed with a uh, racist, who had, who, excuse me, his favorite author was a racist, like an outward racist. You know what? Knew it. You're right. Um, I don't, now I'm sitting here thinking about it because the character Atticus is a huge fan of of H.P. Lovecraft, and that person is racist as fuck, okay? Okay. See the poem on the creation of niggers. And then we're being serious. Like, you know, if you are a big fan of Lovecraftian horror, I do not call it that. I call it cosmic horror. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not recognize him. Like, I understand that he made some shit and it influenced other shit, but you're not going to find me, myself, I, having no panels, no discussions where I'm bringing up that name like that because... His cat was named Nigger Man. How dare you? Girl. Bitch, I'm not talking about you. Fuck your work. I don't give a fuck Girl. what you did because you <laughs> you hate that I exist. Like, and I have that right to exclude him from my horror experience. Absolutely. Like, I know that you made this, but I don't have to talk about you. He did this cosmic. Somebody's head Yeah, exploded. somebody's head is exploding. Somebody's shaking their fist, but you have to. I don't give a fuck what year it is. I don't give a fuck if it's 1818. Okay, if you didn't fuck with black people, I don't give a fuck what year it is. I'm just not, I'm not rocking with it. It's not here, baby. It's it's not here. It's not here. You made the tentacle, you you talked about the tentacles, cool beans, good for you. That's awesome. Cosmic horror. That's where I'm bringing it. And I'm going to pivot the discussion straight over. So, yep, cosmic and tentacles, great. I'm not going to go, ooh, love (laughs) crap. Yeah, I'm not going to pivot it to you. I'm not going to bring your name up. Cause that's just who I am. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm not. No, I'm not sorry. Actually, no, not sorry Same about truth, it, girl. Yeah. Um, Same in truth. Now, um, Lovecraft Country is a seven point one out of ten on IMDb, and it's an eighty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I actually think it's an eight, but you know, Jazz does. Mm-hmm. You know, we're that's fine. This that's comes a, I about, mean, to be fair. We're not off a bunch of points. I'm like, oh, it's like a seven. No. Like, it's not like, ooh, I'm like, this is a four. I'm like, oh, visually, no. it's stunning. It's yeah. beautiful. What's up? Aside from some of the CGI, the outfits, costuming, great. The acting is good. The acting is really good. But there are choices in the stories that really make me hold my nose. Mm. I'm holding my nose. I just really can't rock with it. I can't give it a nine or an eight. Like, Understood. I, I, I'm i like, you know, I think a seven, even sometimes, you know, if someone said, no, I don't think a 6.5. I feel like that doesn't do it justice for the conversations it starts. Yeah. Um, I feel like a seven is fine, but also it pisses me off some in points. And I feel like sometimes it's good for art to do that. Mm-hmm. But also the way that the characters are so fucking problematic. I'm just like, God damn. And it, like I said, I like a complex character. But damn, do I want to root for the villain, especially when that villain is someone who is harmful to black women as a black woman watching it? Because y'all are following Tick, and he's okay. so harmful to so many the women around him. He's dangerous. He, he's dangerous. Like, his anger is dangerous. He's violent. Like, it's not like, oh, he is fucking violent. Like, <laughs> he shoots someone in the head later on, down somewhere. We're not going to talk about who, because we didn't do our burn, burn, burn. But, like, <laughs> but Tick, really. Tick, is, Tick is a villain to me. 
he be wilding. Like, the best thing he did. All right, now we're going to hit a spoiler alert. First of all, I think you should watch Lovecraft. Absolutely. Country. I think it is absolutely worth the watch. I think the book is honestly worth the read. I'm going to finish do. it. I don't think just it's something right that I would just completely dismiss. However, you are going to feel some ways about some of the shit that's happening. And yeah. I feel like a season two might have corrected some of the issues. Absolutely. Yes. Because. Like took the words right out of my yeah, brain. Yeah, like we know you know that the season one of your favorite show was like, mm, girl, what is this? And season two, they really bought it because they you know and they're gonna write the three, wrongs and introduce new things. Gold. Season three be like, yes. So like I said, you know, with movies, Damn, the first bro, movie they should have got somebody needs to give them a, some money. Please listen, bring. I know they're that, coming back. I feel like they're not gonna be. Someone's gonna pick them up. And I'm I hope so. That. Well, I know Misha Green was picked up by uh, Apple to do stuff to bring content mm-hmm. to Apple TV Plus. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, the Apple bag or, you know, she just said, fuck it, I'm about to do this on my own and just release it on the internet, you know, whatever, whatever. And we'll use different people like I, something. Cause I would like to, I, I too would like to see it. Yeah. I'm not upset. Like I said, it's opposite of movies. You know, movies is usually that first movie is usually the best one. Yeah. And sometimes the second one hits. But usually that first one is Or maybe really it's good. the third because it's Nightmare on Elm Street. And, okay, but the uh, first Nightmare on Elm Street kind of slapped though, so I'm not going to hold you. And I like the second you, one, but the I third one. I feel like one. you think the, the third one is your favorite. But also New Nightmare is my favorite. So New Nightmare is that girl too. So let's New Nightmare is that bitch. Who? How do we get here? It was me. I derailed it again. Um, <laughs> let's just go ahead and throw the spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So just a really quick overview of... Lovecraft Country. We're following Atticus. Um, he's a young man. He's back from the Korean War. Uh, he's received a note from his dad. He's in the South. He received a note from his father basically saying, hey girl, there's something going on. I need you to pull up, not pull up, not really sure. It's like, you know, it's back and forth. So Atticus gets on a bus. He heads about to the Midwest. He heads to Chicago. He stops in on his kinfolk and basically lets him know, let that, excuse me, lets them know of his latest findings. Um, and then he thinks that he needs to go to Arkham. So he's like, yeah, I gotta go to Arkham. And his uncle George is like, I think this is really Arkham. It's a little bit of a typo here, whatever. So, you know, Atticus is a little blown. Hey girl, he's just trying to, you know, navigate through it. He's like, yeah, literacy in problem America is crazy. So, um, yep. Letters all over the place. (laughs) Exactly. We're just going to march right through it. Just march through the words. Spaghetti language hour. So, literacy, America, Arkham, Arden. They have to decide they got to go through Lovecraft Country, and now they got to gear up. They gas up the jalopy. We've got a homegirl named Letitia. She pops up, and they are off. And they discover, wow, we, this trip out to Arden was a whole lot more than they really fucking bargained for. And that is Lovecraft Country. That should have been like a, like a sound. <laughs> I don't know what sound to make. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> It's like a fucking bat wing of her. Like, I don't know. No one can see me like actually pull my fucking No, arm. her arms are waving up in the air. What the <laughs> hell is going on here, bro? <sighs> All right. So, yeah, pretty much they're on a journey. Oh, and motherfuckers trying to use magic. And it's some secret society shit. But All we there's is a trust. lot of blackness in this show that you just don't see on screen. Like I said, we talk about Jesse Smollett. And if you are East Bayou episode was not a close few Journey Smollett. Jesse. Jesse. Jesus. That's the sibling, though. That's the boy. Um, Journey, Journey praise. Jeez. We were talking about Eve's sorry. And their actors. Journey Smollett was in Eve's Bayou, and we talked about that a few weeks ago. Please go watch Eve's Bayou. It's on HBO Max as well, I believe. 
um, it's an amazing movie and just like seeing the southern the southern black gothic shit like it's just good like seeing people with black hairstyles their yeah. hair getting done or people with the dresses on or making sh- food snapping peas doing just the just being black on screen and not being getting your ass beat also Girl, <laughs> and granted there are points where that you know they definitely be getting ass beat a little bit mm-hmm. but you know it's it's like you see a lot of other stuff them owning things having jobs having power using magic it's the representation know, having fun dancing mm-hmm. playing music getting drunk telling jokes doing regular degular yes, shit being gay Oh my gosh! Like they they go to a ball scene and like if y'all have not seen Paris is Burning, you change also that. need to change your life and watch Paris is Burning. You know you need to pull up on Tap these into shows. Your community period. Yeah, like pose all these shows where they're showing the backs of like the back scene. There are several like, documentaries these, that yeah. exist, and they they talk about like more like eighties kind of. But before that, they would when they had the lady on there who was doing like Hollywood, like you know they did Glamour in the seventies, sixties where they mm-hmm. had the pearls, like yes. Uh, when Crystal LaBeja. Yes. So it's like the ball scene was there still. Mm-hmm. Like they were still out here dancing, getting their lives. So I think I, you should you should get familiar. You should get familiar. But yes, time. They just showed so much, showed so many things. Yeah, I definitely had like I. There were a lot of moments where my eyes were sweating profusely while watching this show. Um, and more so dealing with, because I know Jazz had touched on earlier about the characters being comp- not complicated, but they're complex. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a lot of stuff going on. Not everybody's like the perfect person. I feel like the only character you could probably say that about where you don't really have to think about in that aspect is maybe D. Because um, just going down it real quick, we have Tick, who's like Jonathan mm-hmm. Majors. We said um, Journey Smollett is Letitia Dandridge or Letty. Um, Ruby Baptiste is Letitia's sister and played by Wumi Masuku. Um, Seiko, I apologize if I fucked that up. I know I did. I apologize. And um, she is on His House, and that's a movie on Netflix. Um, Yeah, go ahead and check that movie out. Christina Braithwaite, played by Abby Lee Kershaw. Montrose Freeman, as mentioned, Michael K. Williams. He's from The Wire. He played Chalky White on Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk is another, like, wild-ass fucking show. HBO show as well. He's been on a lot of things. Um, George Freeman is played by Courtney B. Vance. He was in The Preacher's Wife. Angela Bassett has been... Iconic. Legend. Um, Hippolyta is played by uh, Ajnu Ellis. I apologize if I completely butchered that. Her name is beautiful spelled on paper, and I wish I did not fuck that up. And she was in Undercover Brother and a lot of other movies. Diana Freeman played by Jada Harris. Gia played by Jamie Chung, and Jamie Chung has been in several movies and And on Real World. World. (laughs) Yep. Okay, we talked about this. Real World San Diego. Three times. (laughs) I don't watch... And Jasmine is in awe every time. Literally, I don't watch... Like, I never really was into uh, reality TV. Like, even now, Basketball Wives, Real... You know, House... You know, Hip Hop, whatever, Love and Hip Hop, whatever. She didn't know it was a Real World Paris until I said it today. Bitch, I was like, niggas was in Paris? Well, there was probably one that was in Paris. Well, it was people, mostly okay. white people in Paris. All right. Well, <laughs> but yes, the real world was in Paris. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> even know. I'm like, what? Girl, I yes. remember the road rules. I remember the first season of them talking about it. 
And then, you know, it was around the same time where people were talking about Survivor and that kind of shit. I wasn't watching. I just. I didn't really watch Survivor I like didn't that. either. I watched America's Next Top Model. That's I definitely I watched Top Model because the new season basically. And Tyra Banks is, a, is problematic. She's girl. a fucking devil. Yeah. If you go back and watch those episodes, that bitch is problematic. Woo, I understand, girl. you know, the fashion world makes you kind of this way. You have to operate in this well, we way. We got to unlearn that but because you're literally carrying on the same shit. Tyra you is a use. menace. She is a menace. She's a fucking menace. Okay. Oh God! Na 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 um, so those are all of our characters that get introduced throughout this season. A lot of we, a lot of them were introduced to in this first episode, um, cause it opens up with like a dreamlike state and, uh, and the first one is called sundown. So basically like sundown towns. If you do not know that you should need to know that, um, <laughs> yeah. basically places where places, actual towns and or counties, um, probably even entire states where black people are not welcome after sundown, literally what it says. Um, and if you were caught, you could be hung, you could be assaulted, you could be anything from Going point to A to Z. Uh, based off of however that white police officer or that random white person that decided that they were just the police today because they have assigned themselves the job, as per usual. And they just go on and be like, I'm going to be in charge here. Because someone needs to be in charge. Yeah. And let's string them up. Also, there are sundown towns in this day and age. Absolutely. So, yeah, this show, yeah. Now, these shows take place in the 50s, but some of this shit we're going to talk about, like sundown towns, they exist now. Don't, I, I would never drive through Texas at night. Are you high? I would Girl. fucking never. West Virginia? Girl. There are parts in West Virginia. Even you in Virginia. No I'm a rich, night. like, I'm from Richmond. All right. Shenandoah Kat, Valley. Girl. Me and Kat went to get, you know, our Friday 13 tattoos as we do at Lucky 13. Brilliant. Hanging out. And it was a bitch out there. I don't give a fuck she ever hear this. She had a big ass Confederate flag tattooed on her thigh. For the life. dedication to racism in the South. For life. Girl. And I mean, just in Richmond itself, we Robert E. Lee, all them fucking Confederate monuments. I went to Robert E. Lee Elementary School. You know? Like they're like Jefferson Davis is a highway. Like that that's a part of the of the, you know, that's a part of the it's built in. You know, fuck that shit. Hey, man. It's still here. It's Virginia. Listen, so we're watching these things on the screen, but they still are applicable to what we're living now in these days. Yeah. Yeah, especially as these episodes go on, these episode titles, y'all will see. So Sundown, basically, um, the episode starts in a dreamlike state. Atticus is, um, you know, dreaming of himself in war, and it's, you know, we're seeing things getting blown up, and he's navigating, and then it morphs into like a cosmic type of situation and it's all kinds of like octopus and spaghetti monsters flying through the air and <laughs> beating other people's asses and pum pum in and all kinds of other stuff and Atticus is really just trying to navigate he gets rescued um from this whole like situation because the boss is out here beating everybody's ass around him um by Jackie Williams and there's a lot of like green and fun colors after going from like a grayscale black and white situation um you see, like, a woman in red, like a space goddess in a real cool outfit just come on down, and mm-hmm. Atticus is dealing with that. And then and the he, the bad bitches. Come on now, let's go. And then he wakes up on the back of a bus um, because it's 1950s, and he's coming up through the South, and, of course, where are the black people? In the back. 
in the back of the bus. The bus breaks down. Uh, and he's back there with uh, a woman, and, you know, the bus, like Jazz says, the bus breaks down. And, of course, he's sitting off to the side, you know, away from all the other patrons on the bus. He's reading his book. Um, and when the ride comes to pick up the people to take them to some sort of safety, you know, he looks at the other person that is black on the bus, and they just grab their things, and all the white people hop onto the little truck, and they're so excited to hop in the front, and they just zoom off. And Atticus and the woman that he rode um, on this journey with are now left with their things to walk to wherever the next stop is. Um, I know we briefly talked about, you know, how can you show people your races without calling them a nigger? This would suffice. Yeah. I knew what that was. So I, just, you know, you don't have to drive it home by saying nigger. Yeah. Or so anything worse than that. Those listening, when we talk about people saying the N word, especially when we hear aggressively coming from white characters in movies and or shows, books, whatever media, you don't have to do that to show racism. There are so many ways. We get the point. I feel like, like when we talk about audience, the only people, you know who gets the point when you have to say it like that? People who aren't black. And I feel like y'all should start incorporating ways to, you know, getting creative, stepping away from using the N-word to yeah. notify racism and like, hey, you can't sit with us kind of things. The other you thing can do is- it in behaviors and actions easily. Well, what's a part of a bigger conversation that I'm not about to have with them type of people, but just going to talk about on a second. Um, it, the real reason why they have to be so, uh, like, you have to say the ER to blatantly say this is racism because, you know. They don't want to be don't, put in the box. Right, because you don't want to recognize, oh, well, you know, I did this and I made this choice and, oh, no, like, you know, people start getting real shaky instead of just trying to, like, look in the mirror and just really call it what it is and then unpack it and learn from that. Um, but you know, but you know. That's they cross the bear, you know. But you know. Um, so Tick basically, you know, him and the woman make it to the next point. Oh, and while they're walking, you start discovering the kind of works that Tick is into. He's a huge fan of H.P. Lovecraft, which is very interesting because H.P. Lovecraft is racist. racist. And the woman points this out and she's basically like the character that he's telling her that he's, that's happening, excuse me, the character that's in this book that he's currently reading. And he says he's an ex-Confederate officer who's fighting for this, that, and the third. And he's like, yeah, he's a good guy. And she's like, well, you're not a good guy if you was fighting for slavery. Like, that doesn't make sense. There's no such thing as ex-Confederate. Hmm. Listen. I know somebody's like, well, what, did, what about redemption? Well, what I about no? What I said. You can get redeemed from someone else, not from me. Do you get to be an ex-Nazi? Because here's... Because I... Cause, cause, I'm going to lean in. I feel like that's the same thing as, are you an ex-murderer? Are you, No. Did, you are problematic. Did you murder someone, yes or no? And people get to decide if they want to rock with you or not. When you make those kind of fucking choices, that's just what it is. The consequence is there's a societal punishment. People don't want to be associated with you when you do fuck shit. And people also like to pick and choose what they will and will not, you know, deal with. And that's just, you know, if you want to lay in bed with them type of people, that's between you and your Jesus. But not let me know so I can excommunicate your ass. Yes. Because Ejecto Cito cuz. No, ma'am. No, man, I read her. Um, so, yeah, so Tick, he gets to Chicago. Um, we get a lovely scene. Of Georgia Hippolyta getting close. I love mm-hmm. this. I love this. I love this. You know, he want to, um, you know, make love to his wife while the sun is up so he can see his wife. And I'm like, okay, we love this. Um, but, you know, their daughter is awake in the kitchen and unfortunately she can hear it and she's like, girl, this is nasty. But she's also startled because Tick, for some reason, doesn't know how to use the front door. So he comes in through the window. 
Um, and everyone else is startled because they're like, girl, who the hell is, what, what the fuck's going on? So, but they realize what's going on with Tick. He fills them in on the tea. And then, they, you know, they get their things together to head off to find Montrose, his dad, mm-hmm. um, who, like, he finds out he's missing. He's piecing these things together. He's going to the bar that he's normally seen at. Um, he kind of also alongs the way in in these first couple episodes. You know, the beginning of the season, he finds out or starts to discover really early on, like, multiple truths about his family, whether it's his mom, his dad. He starts dealing with different things outside of just generational trauma, but his internalized homophobia um, and externalized as well. And um, just dealing with that and also realizing and finding out later that his dad is gay mm-hmm. um, and how he deals with that. And it's literally. just, it's child. He it's literally beats him to death. Well, not to death, but almost. Like, he beats him, you know, that he had to be hospitalized. Because there's a video, I've loaded out a video, but an episode later on where we'll talk about where Montrose is dancing in the glitter and shit at the ball having the time of his life. But his eyes closed. I feel like he got his ass beat by his son. He did. And, you know, he had to, like, dance in the glitter with a closed eye. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, Montrose is wilding, but not for the reason that Tick was pulling up that Yeah, no. And, but um, also he was violent because he felt like he, I feel like Montrose felt like he had to prove himself as ma- overly masculine and people keep associating masculinity with violence. And I feel like, you know, there's a point there. Like if he would have just been understanding and calm, it's already like, he already feels like he's not the kind of man that looks like a man to everyone else. So he's trying to overcompensate by being violent and aggressive. Then he's also not happy with himself. So when you're not happy with yourself, you're about to be, you know. Right, because of course, growing up, what what is his that? His dad was also what violent to that? him. Beating his ass. He like, tried to beat the gay out pu- of him. Like punching like, him in the just, chest and shit. Child. Like why you, why? His story you, makes me so upset. You literally balling your fist up and hitting your kid. Yeah, yeah, some of y'all don't have kids. Like, in this show, they, he, the daddy was... But, you know, thinking of those times, kids used to get abused. Like, whooping is still... Like, getting your ass beat, especially in the South, is still normal. Like, you getting your ass beat. You getting mm-hmm. popped. Like, even a two-year-old, they will beat a two-year-old. They'll beat a two- or three-year-old. Mm-hmm. People are just getting into that positive parenting where kids are not Love just this. seen. You can speak. You can have opinions. You can, you're can. you a human. You live. You have feelings, and people care still about respecting them. boundaries, yeah, still respecting also, boundaries, but also, you know, you can still do... You know, somebody gonna be also upset with us. I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. Um, but anyway, so we toss in, we meet also at this point, Letty. Mm-hmm. We meet Ruby. Um, uh, we start seeing the, this relationship between two sisters. Letty's very, you know, clearly fire signed up. She's floating in the town. Ruby's trying to, you know, woo the cry at nighttime. She's singing stuff. She's trying to get let child Ruby's story. She wanna tall, skinny papa. Lord. So, um, and then Letty blows in the town and you know, they're dealing with that, and Letty hasn't been around because their mom had died, and um, Letty was off at school at Howard, and now she's here, and she's just here, but all she's off on an adventure again, because she's in here today, gone tomorrow. She's yeah. trying to ride out with um, Uncle George and Atticus as they go to Arden. Like you said, he thinks it's Arkham, but it's not. And essentially, Lovecraft Country. Um, and they use, basically, the, the, safe, the Negro, safe pa- uh, Negro Safe Passage Guide um, the Green Book, to mm-hmm. basically, you know, identify safe places for black people to go um, across the United States. I know I didn't pump those words up. My brain is all over the place, y'all. Please bear with us. Also, it's um, take three, so bear with us. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It, basically, they're using this guide to basic, to point out the safe places for black people. 
um, because you'll fuck up, you'll end up in the wrong place, and you'll be strung up, and that is your life, or you'll get bombed out because someone is trying to throw Molotov cocktails at you, and I know someone's like, oh, you're over-exaggerating, I need you to do me a favor and open the Google machine and educate thyself, friend. I'm not going to do it the whole episode, but I'm here to let you know these things are real. These are real things that happen to people. I mean, just recently in the past two years, you know, down the street with some blocks, um, you know, we just, you know, there's a helicopter flying low over people's heads to blow them away because they are protesting. Um, So I just really don't understand why people would think that things are this far-fetched. But also, you know, you want to be both fully obtuse. Um, And ignorance is bliss. Smelly behavior. Um, But anyways, uh, they go on out. They're on these roads. They're trying to escape from this town, this whole situation when they go into the diner. Um, and Letty figures out really quickly, like, this is not a safe space like we thought it was. So they hightail it up out of there. Um, and then they, you know, we get this really tense scene where they're going through the Sundown County. And they go across the county line after being, you know, approached by the police officer because they're, they're lost. They're trying to figure out where to go. And the police yeah. is really just taunting them on the side of the road it's just it's gross and once they get across them train tracks they think they free they not they're not free they not now letty shows off because she's driving the car she's letitia motherfucking andridge or johnson whatever the fuck her last i'm crying dandridge yeah i don't i'll be giving giving her 55 last names letitia said bitch my name is my girl (laughs) bitch i'm driving this motherfucking car and i'm keeping us alive and that's where the blonde hair bitch uh one Crying. of the rates pull up and she looks Aryan. she's an Aryan bitch she got blonde hair blue eyes real pale white woman pull up with the Christina. silver wheel yes and blo- you know saves their life but because the shagger pulls life. up and runs oh my gosh the scene with them in the forest and they're all laying face down because the white people have decided that they were going to pin this random um robbery wow. on them they really just wanted a reason to do something to somebody nasty today um, and then, well, not, you know, nasty to other people, excuse, because these characters are not gross, um, in that aspect. So they have the guns to their heads, the shaggers pulls up and start eating people and they're on the run and now people turn into vampires and Christina pulls up and whisks them away. With a whistle. With a, ooh, blow the whistle. Do, 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 Call the okay. people all off. Yes. <laughs> I thought about that video. You say over there where you got to study, but you also had to party. So the girl got the whistle. Mm. But she reading a book, but she's also dancing in the crowd with her book open. Like, that bitch is studying, but getting loose. I'm like, you are me. Um, if y'all didn't know, last spring I was taking five classes, also teaching and recording this shit. I'm going on and on. I would literally write the paper, then I would stop, take a shot, record, then go back, take another shot, and then finish the paper. I was turned up. That is me at the party, but also being a scholar. Wow. I, I needed a, excuse me. Totes understand. But I also needed to take, someone said shots, and I heard them. Oh. So. Okay. <laughs> well, you know. We're sliding right into episode two. Um, episode two is called Whitey's on the Moon, and yes. that's basically a poem written by Jill Scott Heron. If you have not heard it or read it, please go ahead and do that. That needs to be on the top of your list. And you can actually hear it in this episode towards the end. Um, also very prevalent to what's going on right now because all the rich motherfuckers is out here trying to race to the moon. So, uh, haha, the <laughs> jokes write themselves. Um, so, our characters wake up. Um, in a Victorian styled home and they all are in their own individual rooms and Letty's room has lots of beautiful outfits Clothes, and scouts. just ugh, just suck what waste bitch and then Uncle George he's in a room that has a large vast library table to books and things and he likes and 
you know, they're living this fun life. They're playing the song, moving on up, and everybody's snapping and singing because I am. I don't know about you guys, but I'm singing. Um, and Tick is just, you know, really pensive and trying to figure out, like, what the fuck is really going on here. And as the time go on, they realize that the whistle that is being blown is erasing people's memories. There's, like, a village next town, and they're realizing that they're being watched. This basically this place that they're, they're, they're at, they're currently now located, yes. is not what it seems. Um, they also run into Montrose in this episode. He comes yes. up out of the ground and pops up. Literally um, out of the ground. And then we also find out a whole lot about the people at this location. We're introduced to Daddy Fitz. His name is not Daddy Fitz in the show, but <laughs> Samuel Brethwhite. He's up in here, and you find out that the white people really just actually need Tick's blood because he is a relative of them, thanks to slavery. Um, because and this abusing is a lot. sexual assault. Yeah. 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 Um, there is a lodge full of people who harness magic and power based off of, you know, sacrificing black people. Um, and they want to sacrifice Atticus to harness more power. Um, and that thing turns to a whole snafu. You know, people getting shot and they're making ultimatums. And, whoo, girl, the danger is just through the roof sweat. Yes. And this is where the thing splits, makes a nice wishbone split from the book. Because What's the story? George's fate is very different. Um, where we get in the show in the book, um, and there's a storyline later down with a woman named Gia that is not mm-hmm. in the book at all. None Every time you say this and you remind me of this, I'm still very much like, really? Yes, so I'm I'm there. I'm excited to finish reading the book, just not today. D is also a boy, but that doesn't yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. You he know, can be a boy I can like girl. a slight character edit. That's fine. That's fine. I don't care. About we'll that. deal. Um, and like I said, things don't have to be straight by the book, but also if I have the book and the show, I'm going to look at the options and the choices made. Yeah. I'm going to have favorites. The book makes some choices that I just like better than the, um, show, but I also feel like the show was aiming to have another season. So they were stretching things out and making some other choices. One thing that I did not mention, um, earlier, but that kind of threw me off about the show that I wish... Uh, just didn't happen. I wish, I, and I know I'm a stickler for this, that they did not use present day music in this period piece oh, yeah. of a show. I know they were trying to like, you know, they were trying to get the people, you know, excited at home. Um, and that's fine. I get that. Um, but it kind of just probably is mostly just me probably being biased. I'm a stickler for like, if we about to be in a certain period, I just like to hear music from that time. It feels more, um, mm-hmm. authentic. N- yeah. It just makes I, I, it makes me more immersed in the story. Even if they make up songs that sound like some doo wop shit that would have been played back then. Shoot up doo doo. I fucking love doo wop. There's now, so many doo wop songs, so I don't even know how that happened. Listen, even Fallout makes up their own doo wop songs. Someday you know it's the end. I love those. That's a real songs. song. Wait, that's a real song. I love it. I'm gonna download it. Um. Yeah, I thought it was a video game song. Mm-mm. Who are me? I didn't know. That's okay. But also, I didn't have a problem with them using new music. I didn't. I, I didn't. I can see how it could be annoying, but I also didn't care because they didn't use it so much. Where like it wasn't you, that distracting. Yeah, when you think of something like Spoiler Alert, Fear Street, and we're gonna talk about that at another date. But they use a lot of music, a lot of music. Like they use a lot of songs. They be it's like a radio, little low key. Yeah, but their songs are more. Uh, they're they're definitely more accurate to the year that they're supposed to be around. Versus like yeah, this show are. takes place in the nineteen fifties, yeah. and you're giving me a song from twenty nineteen. Yeah, but they don't use music like that in that way that often. So yeah. it's like it's not whooping your ass every ten. Very minutes, fair, you know, or every five minutes we got a new fucking song playing. You gonna hear maybe one per episode, maybe. Very maybe. fair. So, Very fair. 
Um, so like we said, oh, the book of names is, is, is mentioned in episode two. So hold on, hold that into your pocket. Cause we definitely understand how important that is to the overall story and how everything plays out, um, as the season goes on. Um, yes. And then we, like we said, oh, Samuel Braithwaite, he definitely shoots uncle George and he shoots Letty. And essentially they're in a situation where they got to pick one or get the other and, when it comes down to time to save Uncle George, he can't really get saved because Samuel Breath White dies. Um, we also find out, like I said, they're using the magic for bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we find out later that they're not the only Lodge in the universe that has this type of situation. Like, girl, the Lodge is beefing. Mm. It's squad drama. Um, so, you know, they have to deal with that. And when they come back and they find, when they finally have to deal with telling Hippolyta that her husband is dead... You know, they can't even tell her the truth. They basically said that he died due to the police altercation they had going on. And they definitely omitted the entire story about what happened at Arden. Um, understandably so, but at the same time, she ain't buying it. I felt like you oh, could have so just told her stupid. the truth. You could have just told her what the fuck was going on and she just would have went from there. Like, is that a lot to swallow? Yes. Mm-hmm. But would have been the truth? Yes. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in the second one. And then we slide into episode three, which is entitled Holy Ghost. Woo. And it's a lot of people, especially horror fans, really enjoyed Holy Ghost. Let me tell y'all something. I, I, I have a hate, love-hate relationship with that episode because I love a haunted house. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Um, but when we get towards the end of Holy Ghost, those ghosts are very CGI. And I understand with budgetary, you know, restrictions. And time constraints. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it takes time to do makeup physically. If it don't look right, you got to do this shit again. If the blood don't spill, where you got you to clean it up yeah. and do it again. I get it. But y'all have got to understand that CGI is not timeless. It just is not. Yeah. And the CGI doesn't even look as good as it could have. Because I'm thinking of Game of Thrones. Y'all made these CGI fucking big-ass wolves. These the monsters don't look that good CGI, and y'all like if you're gonna use Practical it, especially with, listen, especially with HBO budget, like if the CGI is not gonna be Gucci, y'all need to just go ahead and run them practical effects because the shit y'all did, it wouldn't have been even that that expensive. I feel like yeah, um, and then you could have maybe add a little digitizing around it to make it you know. Or if you fucked up, you know, fix up with some, some digitizing there. You know, but there's don't options. do the whole thing as computer effects because it just didn't look great. Also, yeah. as I keep zooming in on Christina Braithwaite wig, I get really upset. I know it's a lace <laughs> because the hairline is so thick at the front. It's no like wisp. It's, you know, it's just really interesting. You know, usually hairlines kind of fade in. And I understand there are people with thick-ass hairlines. I get it. Yeah. They just, it's full all the way around. But it looks wiggy in a show like this. And I'm not even going to hold you. All her siblings and shit, they look like they're wearing bleached wigs. You know. That's you know. a fair assessment. I understand. You know, you're usually the one. You seize it. You seize it. Yeah, I be zooming in on the wigs. Um, and just to just touch on what Jazz is talking about, this overall part of this story is Letitia comes up on a large sum of money. She's thinking it's from her mama. It's not. Mm. Um, and then she also acquires this home. It's a big house that happens to be located in an all-white neighborhood. And she turns it into an affordable housing situation for black creatives. And you know there's black folks who need some help. Um, and it's a really great idea. It's a really good concept. But you find out more about this house. Like this house is um, basically the previous owner was Hiram Epstein, and he met with, did a lot of experimental situations on black people. And then you find out that they find at least eight corpses in the yeah. basement, 
where he has done experiments on them. You also find out, like we said, that there's a neighboring lodge or a rival lodge um, that's ran by Horatio, Horatio Winthrop. And he sold the pages of the book because he also wanted to use magic, the book of names and stuff like that. And he also wanted to use magic. And he was sick of tired because he could not be in the other people's group up, uh, that, up in Arden. So he was like, nigga, I'm about to make my own shit. So, you know, they're still going to be equally racist. And they're taking it up a notch. They are actually using the body parts of black people to mend themselves, wearing their skin. Not to mention, girl, we're already about to get introduced into this shit that Ruby got going on. Because she's trying to wear the skin of, like, you know, you find out it's about the potion and people not being who they're supposed to be. And she's entertaining the fact about to be soon to be in a white woman. So it's just a whole lot of people pretending to be other people. And my stomach is hurting. Now, one part of the music where you said you, I didn't like um, when they get to her being that white I, woman. For a second you said the music, I was about to say, like, jazz music stops. No, they talk about that Bodak Yellow part. And I feel like that's further oh, on down, like, yeah. episode five. But, God damn, it's annoying. Um, in that part because it's like it's too on the nose don't be too on the nose yeah and while they find out these bodies and stuff you find out in the basement of this house there's a lot of tunnels so it starts entering mm. a lot of like time and space continuals getting messed around with a lot of like Tomb Raider ass shit mm-hmm. um, we also see that D is friends with a whole bunch of other kids and they're out here um, doing some Ouija board activities um, and we're introduced to Bobo and Bobo is essentially um, Emmett Till, and they don't really throw it in our face like, this is Emmett Till! But we know that D is friends with Emmett Till, and then we see him again. He's like a reoccurring person that's on the show um, to progress a story along. It's not like it's... I didn't feel like he was being forced down our throat like on American Horror Story where they have the situation with... Um, What's Anne Frank, and then you know how they just basically was playing around with that fucking story. And I don't think they thought they was playing, but also was like, all right, like, ah, you know, or with Elizabeth Short, like, ah, let's just not. Um, but they were playing with the Ouija board. They were trying to get in contact with the people. It's the it's a lot of stuff going on. I was shocked that these babies was playing with the Ouija board, and they shouldn't be. Uh, I was a little shocked. I was a little scared. Little unrealistic because all of y'all is down to play with the Ouija board. It's a lot. Um, we also start to see Letty and Tick getting closer. Um, Tick is gross because, you know, he starts getting jealous of Letty because Letty's out here. You know, she's living her best life. She's Listen. being the hostess with the mostest. All these people have come to celebrate this wonderful situation and opportunity that she has kind of created and shuff, shuff, excuse me, ushered in for these people. Um, and other people, like, you know, creatives and other stuff like that. Black people doing fun things. And Tick just watching because she's sitting up here, she grinding, she getting loose on this dude or whatever. And Tick is just mad, so he tries to, you know, have the who's got the biggest dick contest and pulls up on Letty and then eventually pulls up on Letty and gave her the shortest, um, you know, round of the of the sex of life. And I was so sad for her because it was also her first time. Girl, what a disappointment. Oh my goodness. And not at the function, not like this. There was no before, middle, and after. No head. He just, just zipped it up released, put it back in, zipped it back on up. Ma'am. Disgusting. And also on top of that, they call this man out there, like, he go back into the function, they both back in the function at that. You breaking windows and shit after you got your cherry bus for the first time, and this man should be cuddling you in the bed and whispering sweet nothing. 
Girl, and then I'm just feeling bad because not only she has to deal with subpar dick for her first time in the cut Girl. at the function, but at the same time, she also has to deal with the hating ass white people in the neighborhood who really just don't want to see black people, period. Like, they don't want to see you shine. They don't want to see you breathe. They don't want to see you exist. You're entering in on their space. So now they're upset because they also were too busy being racist so they can't come to the party. And they are sitting up here taking their time and their time bricks in the cars, just being obnoxiously rude and disgusting. Um, and Letitia has had enough. So she takes a bat. She starts turning the fuck up and basically saying, who fucking want it? Who wants smoke? I'm busting Who windows. And, and I do love the scene where they put all the guns in the trunk. And, and Ruby, although Ruby just got to argue with that bitch, she drove them bitches away, though. She did. She took them bitches right and they ain't I no like guns. That. So I'm like, okay, I'm still rocking with you. But also, bitch, you I got forget. beat. Period. Because you spent our money, mom's money, so to you, on this house and didn't give me no money after I paid for this funeral and you didn't come. Bitch, you are wilding. And, you know, Letty was wilding. Letty was. There was a lot of characters and a lot of smelly behavior. Smelly behavior, man. Smelly behavior. mm, Like, we'll get into it. But the episode, it pretty much is. They have the house party, all that shit. But it, like, really turns up when they get to the basement and they kind of try to Yeah, it was very heavy, man. And the spirits who were, you know, abused and experimented on in the house vanish. Um, I really love that for them. Yeah, the Epstein dude out the house. Like, look, you getting out this window? Yeah, and they were able to find peace. Mm -hmm. So that was good, but the monsters were still CGI, and I was pissed about it. I also didn't like the way the possession took place. Like, it felt almost cartoony the way that Tick was shaking his head, like, "Get the fuck out my house! Get the fuck out my house!" I was like, "Y'all didn't have to do it like this. Y'all didn't have to do it like this." And I don't know how they should have done it, so I'm just like, uh, but I know that that turned me off. I don't know even what else they could have done. But even if it would have possessed Tick, it could have been like, you know, his head was shaking real He could have just said, get the fuck out of my house. Him yeah. putting her having black eyes and approaching her darkly and about the, you know, be you know, I would have loved to see season two, even though Tick would have. Yeah. Anyways, but y'all would have seen, you know, somebody else, you know, get their shine on like Birdman. Listen. Oh my God, I got scared. Okay, all right, all right. But yeah, so we're about to go into episode four, which is, what's the, what's the episode called after the Holy Ghost? I feel like it's a history of violence. It is history of violence. Okay, so, but before we have that, we're going to have a little break. All right. And then we're going to dive into that. So hold on to your butts. Hold on to them. According to legend, an ominous entity known as the Queen of Spades can be summoned by performing an ancient ritual. Four teenagers summon the Queen of Spades, but they could never imagine the horrors that await them. The Queen of Spades is available on demand everywhere and on Blu-ray July 3rd, 2021. Coming soon to Dread, the maid. Joy is a new maid of a royal house whose previous maid disappeared under mysterious circumstances and is now haunting and terrorizing the family. Joy works to uncover the reason behind the former maid's disappearance. The maid will be available on demand everywhere July 20th, 2021, and on Blu-ray, August 17th, 2021. And we're back with the history of violence. Okay, episode four. So, this is some Tomb Raider Museum shit. They pretty much figure out, hey, we need to get these pages, um, this little, we need to figure out how to get these lost pages, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So, it leads them to the museum. So, this whole, most, like, 
45, no, 60, 50% of the episode, 60 actually, is them going to the museum, skipping around, doing all the shit, hopping over stuff, unlocking shit, doing puzzles, mm-hmm. figuring shit out, and it was getting what they need, and they find a two-spirited person. Now, the problem is... Oh, uh, Yahima. Two- yes. Yahima, they over there hanging out, they live their life, but they're not living their lives because they were imprisoned by, um, was it the Winthrop? I thought it was the Breathwaite on the boat. It was. They they they, they were imprisoned under yeah. the house. They imprisoned them after they translated the um the book of names and shit for mm-hmm. them, which is real fucked up. You use them and then wow. you toss them to the side and they stuck there. Why the fuck did Montrose and you know Montrose pissed me off so much and he's not such a dickhead in the book. He's still kind of a dickhead. But he's not, like, he's a fucking dickhead in this Yeah. Head. He's angry. He's unnecessarily mean and nasty. And then he's he's just really nasty. Like, that two-spirited person, he kills them. He just straight up kills them because they know he's like, let me cut the answers off because I want to do what the fuck I want to do. Fuck what Tick and them doing. I don't want to I was fuck very upset about that. Bruh. I really was. I was I, like. The way that whole thing was handled and I, I just. I don't like that. I am not. I just. I do not like that. I. That could have been handled better. Um, I want to know if there were trans people in the writing room. Um, that's where I'm going to start that conversation. Um, I also, like I said, I wanted to know if that was going to be revisited, resurrected, was to be fixed in season two. You know, you've already put it out there, so we're already here. Listen. Um, but how was this going to be addressed going forward? Because you've already bought in this idea of, you know, ind- indigenous people and different things that are going on in the community, trans community, two-spirited people. You've already introduced this to the world. Mm-hmm. So how were you just going to, like, not carry it on? Like, how was this going to be handled? where there were the right people in the room to tell that story. Because I would like to learn more mm-hmm. about that and seem better. And it also just made me feel different ways, especially knowing that, um, and I don't know if anybody thought about this while, but afterwards, Montrose's character dealing with his own like trials and tribulations, dealing with the fact that he is mm-hmm. a closeted black gay man in 1950s mm-hmm. Chicago, um, dealing with you know his parents abusing him and... Him, his essentially how his story plays out, and then him being the one killing um, this two spirited person. It was just really literally. There's an episode where Montrose is literally dancing on. He's on the floor, and the glitter is falling down. That episode, a couple episodes later, and I love that for him. But it is such a beautiful scene, and you're like, wow, look at you. You feel like you feel like you belong. Like you feel like you could feel him. Like yes. I'm free, I just, I and I'm like, but you did. You just literally like you have a short memory, my friend. Because well, maybe they thought we had a short memory, but I didn't. I know I'm pretty sure other people did not either. Because, I honey, what was this? Real fucked up. Um, I could have did without that, and we could have still had what was going on with Montrose existing if that was still going to remain his story. Yeah. Um, but Yahima's story did not have to end that way. That was just I would have loved to see that character fleshed out. Is that character fleshed out more in the book, or does that character reach a tragic end as well? If you don't want to spoil that for people, that's I'm not going to okay. spoil it, but I also don't remember the details, so I don't want to even fuck it up. Because mm. I'm like, 
they go to the museum, like that museum part, it, like that stuff happens. Right. So like I said, I'm gonna just mm, read the book if you um, do choose to do, do so. Do better. Yes. Or don't do it at all. Actually amplify the correct voices to tell the story. Because, you know. Like that could be do part of doing better. Actually, back on it. Do better. The, the singing <laughs> of do better is okay. Boom. Just like um, with glitter. But yeah, rainbow. pretty much they get some more information, but there's a big blowout because Montrose tells Tick, like, bruh, I killed him. I killed them. I killed them. And not only does that come out, Tick also finds out that his father is gay. And he's homophobic as hell because of the generation. Like, this is, that's the Child. norm. And it's still the norm now, to be quite fucking honest. And, you know, they just don't be beating the shit out of you immediately. But they be still putting people out their house and shit like that. But he literally. I mean, we later find out they lobotomized the man for the pastor of the church mm. for being gay. And I was. Oh, my God. That's all I got. Bruh, when I say tick. Beat this man, beat the shit out of Montrose. So I feel like this episode where he was um dancing in the glitter because his eye was closed. One of them eyes was closed shut. Yeah, when he was dancing in that glitter, and I'm like, you know, Montrose's character. I'm gonna just leave the sentence right there. I wasn't even gonna finish it, um, but I did like the scenes when Montrose was able to be himself in his community. Mm-hmm. I liked being able to see fall culture in the 50s. Yeah. I liked being able to see um, these like femmes and these women and these queer people having the time of their lives and feeling free in their safe spot. Well, I'm about to tear up again because I was just like watching that and just thinking about that like girl, girl. Okay. Just and just and it's just like it's layers to it because not only are you a queer person, but you're a queer person at a very violent time in history. Like Bruh. a lot of times are violent, but it's violent on like multiple levels. Like not only are you about to be killed or have your ass beaten or or violated or whatever being black, but you're also a black queer person. You're at the time they call it dressing in drag because of the language was different mm-hmm. from what we have now. Um, and amongst other things, and also anybody who's listening who is well-versed in this, please pull up, girl. Please pull up if you have a historical kind of situation, especially because we see a lot of um, documentaries that are down around um, Dragon Ball culture, um, historically from, like, around New York. Um, and we don't really see a lot of stuff from other places, and I would love to see that. So if you have those um, insights, please let me know. I would love to read it, hear it, you know, all the above. But being able to see this... I was moved. We don't really see a lot of black gay men living their best lives on TV. We don't really see queer people. We're just starting to see this shit. People feeling free and feeling safe and having a great time. Like, I love this. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, I I love... The the image of him dancing and having a good time, I just... It felt... It just felt... Like, I was just like, yes. Yes. Like, there's a lot of things in this series that we see and I want to see more of like mm-hmm. even though I do it does have its problems I am still happy it was made it's not one of those things where I was like god I can't believe they made this like them is the show I feel that way about like yeah. what the fuck this this is a mix okay but I also happened, don't think it's because this came before the other y'all I just no, really just want to th- say that a lot because no, I know somebody's this, probably thinking it yeah this has a different storyline where there's other shit happening it is so many moving wheels you know so I'm like this is just 
you know, we have some things to talk yeah. about. But then but. Montrose still having to go home and take his outfit off and at the morning after to be a regular with, being with his lover and now he's got a closet it back on up. And pretend that he's not who he is. Oh my God. And poor Sammy. I truly feel like Sammy deserves better. You know, Sammy be trying to show Montrose to all the girls. And the girls are out here, you know, like, child, we're here, we're loving it. Um, and Sammy is really just being treated by, like anything by Montrose because Montrose still hasn't worked through his own shit. I'm just so upset. Sammy deserved better. Sammy, you need to leave, bruh. Sammy deserved a real safe space, but I'm going to leave it at that. That's grown folks' real business. Love. Mm. Not, not, not that. Not in the shadow. Somebody who was also open and free just like them. And I feel like, you know, maybe they had patience. Maybe that's what they would try to portray. I also would love to know more about Sammy's character, like an aside, like companion piece. Speaking of companion piece, there's a there's a podcast, a Lovecraft Country podcast, that was created as a companion piece to go on with the show. I have not listened to it, but I do want to check it out one day. Mm-hmm. Maybe when I'm not so overwhelmed right now. Um, yeah. Just throw that out there for you guys if you were interested in more Lovecraft Country stuff and, you know, you're feeling a way about season two and you haven't really tapped into all the resources from season one that's an option all right now now we're about to slide into where we start getting the now granted this kind of happens in the book as well but we have strange case where ruby ruby is you know playing on the fence playing both sides you know because they're so you know let it be getting on her nerves let it be letting her down and she's one of those we can just work ourselves out of this. We can just do like this. Some people are like in the show they're giving her like she's one of those. I'm not like these other new girls. Yeah. Okay. In some cases. Woo. Like girl, I can just, and she's like, she wants to work at the store and they want her cause she black, you know, and she's, well, okay. Know, so I understand with that part because she's going to Macy's and there's already a dark skin girl that works. Macy's? I suppose like a Macy's type you know, store. It's a, I thought it was Macy's girl. girl. But the Macy's type, it's a department store. Ultimately, she goes to the department store to get this job uptown. And there's already a chocolate skin girl that works at this department store. If they don't let anybody in here, they've already let in their one. Yeah. So there's not going to be two chocolate skin girls. And I think it's important. Like it's not important to point it out, but it is in this aspect of what's going on with Ruby. Because, you know, Ruby tried to be a white woman later on. And, you know, she's at beef with her sister, who clearly, like, they kind of seem like some people kind of favorite Letitia over her. And I just really feel like, you know, the colorism. And I just, you know. <sighs> Listen. I got my eyes Letitia be getting away with murder. Like, oh. No, Letitia be getting away with murder. And Ruby be stuck with the fucking bill every single time, bro. Her so and why, her siblings. They yeah, sick. Because her and her brother, like, Letitia and her brother get to arguing earlier on. Like, Letitia is a flighty ass bitch. And she gets away with it. She gets away with it. And like I said, Ruby's always holding back, so I can see why she's like, bitch, I can't stand you, fuck you, I'm gonna do what's best for me. Yeah. And she end up in a deal who she with, who she thinks is William. And William pulling oh, up on girl. her, they fucking and shit, and they, she wake up a white woman. Which is scandalous, she, because she's, you know, having sex with a white man in the 1950s, and I'm like, wow, scandalous. y'all really this? Like, she's really like, they are sexing. They are I'm fucking. I'm saying sexing. And the <laughs> thing is, like, William was fucking her with, without the white person suit on. He's fucking. He's like, listen, I'm with the shit. Wow. Um, but also, she feels like you know, I want to be this person because that's the only no. way I'm gonna be able to get ahead. And then oh, she uses her power, like I'm gonna do this. I'm Not a manager. Like 
Like, I turned white, and I wasn't even get the job on the floor. I'm the manager. I want to know what happened to... So, the woman that she... What's the girl's name? Because I feel like I wrote her name down on the character sheet. I went too far back. I saw Pelt's The girl board. name she took over? Hillary. Yes. Okay. So, we later find out, because we've already said it, mm. William Braithwaite is dead. Because we know you take this potion. We mentioned before, Ruby and everybody's taking potions to become other people. We find out Christina is out here shape-shifting, using mm-hmm. magic, and becoming people either dead or they're in a coma. I also think Ruby might be gone. We ain't never gonna find out because we ain't get season two because you find out in the end, Ruby's just up there in the basement laid up too. Yeah. Um, but the brother is definitely gone. He's mm-hmm. killed by a police officer because it's Lancaster who was in yeah. the uh, opposing lodge, and that's a whole nother situation. But um, Ruby's taking this, this potion, and she takes she becomes Hillary. The woman that Tick, Uncle George, and Letitia sees at the town that was outside Who of the was house in the Artem. Jail. Right, the jail, the big stone building. Mm-hmm. Um with the, she had the dogs, the German Shepherds. Yeah. And I you know, y'all know she's how racist. I feel about German Shepherds. She's undercover racist. The German Shepherds are racist. She was using right? a lot of coded language. Yeah. There's a lot of dog whistling. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there while I wanted to punch her in the face. That's how I felt. And now, you know, I'm glad a black woman is cosplaying your skin and getting advantages of your bullshit. But right also, there. what but happened also, to her? Remember, she got hit with the shovel when they escaped the first okay, time. Okay, so she was gone, gone. I didn't know if she They was didn't asleep. kill her, but they put her in a coma. So they kept her alive. She could use her blood to make the spells. Like, so Fair. You okay. You I still don't like the fact that Ruby was cosplaying as a white woman to get ahead. I knew it was trying to give a message, and I just felt scared for the other little black girl they went on din- to the dinner date with, and, you know, parlaying with the after-hours spot. I just didn't like it. You know, I know she was getting to the Chacoin, and she was moving on up, but something about me, this was smelly behavior. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't blame you. I see what you're doing. But I just don't like the fact that you are cosplaying as a white. And then it went on for a really long time because she's also dealing with a lot of internalized type stuff she's working through too. And trying to work it out by cosplaying as a white woman just really makes me uncomfortable. Um, it's kind of like people who, you know, I was thinking about bleaching themselves. Yeah. Like it was just, it was really going there for me. That may not be everyone else's thoughts, my own views are my own. Yeah. Um, but no, it was definitely like I'm some, scared because I'm like, damn, what what is this? Is, you, is this your ambition? Because in the book, she's more ambitious. So I'm mm-hmm. like, is this ambition or is this self hate? What is this? What is this that like yes. you can't really like, yeah? And it's just like she's just trying to get ahead, but she's like, like I said, she in the book in the series they make it seem like if we just do this, we'll get ahead. Yeah, if we'll just do this. Oh God, we'll respectability politics. And I'm like, baby, that's not really how it works. Mm-hmm. But you know, she got a taste of that, and I think she learns that lesson once she puts that little meat suit on. It's like, no, 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 it's, it's just a, that. Also, she sexually assaults someone. Granted, that person assaulted someone else, but it's just, she puts, it, was, uh... it was too much. She put the pill in his booty hole, and Bodak Yellow was playing when this was happening. Okay, I. I what I now this okay. was a choice. There were a couple choices made about this. You and I talked about this briefly prior to recording, um, just in passing. But it really throws me off sometimes the way they sprinkle in present day music. I know that it's done in a lot of different shows and movies, so I'm not going to just talk about it in this aspect. But it throws me off that Bodak Yellow is playing in this 1950s something piece. It blows. It, it throws me off that we're hearing what I think it's also no name and some other people yeah, here like Tara Wack. Girl, I just wait a minute. Hold on. And I would love. I love clones. hearing. I love hearing. You know, people. You know, getting their shine on the show. I love that. It's nineteen fifty something, right? 
Yes. Okay. So that's really just for me. But I'm also, maybe I'm just, you know, a little biased because I'm a stickler for period pieces at times. It kind of just throws me off because you're giving me present day. And now I don't know what time period we in. Like Napoleon Dynamite, like what year does this movie take place in anyways? I love Napoleon Dynamite, but what year does this take place? Carl. No one can tell me. If you know the answer, please. Listen. GRLTSpot at gmail.com. Shut <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't personally really have um, a problem with the music, but I can definitely see it being jarring. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I... Whatever, girl, I'm still watching. Listen, I was like, this is way too fucking much. I'm not really... She ain't had to become a white woman, though. Yeah. That was a lot. But, you know, she... You know, Whose she, idea was that? You know, Ruby is in cahoots with the ops. All right? That's smelly behavior. Out. And Tikta found out the ops to move to Shy Town, and he tried to shoot that bitch, and it ain't work. And the bitch tried to pull up in the house. They got the fucking protection all through the doors. Her ass can't come in. Yeah. Okay, because she's trying to get them hidden pages out the motherfucking house, and niggas not having it. All right, trying to fucking do shit while the Lancaster police people trying to do it as well, trying to get the secrets so they can get more magic and power. So we pretty much go to episode six. Mimi and Debbie. One thing we did not mention, or we yeah. probably briefly briefly, excuse me, slid over. Tick gets a phone call in the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. And this is a reoccurring thing throughout the season that there's a woman on the phone. You know he's calling on this girl because he got a call to operate the page over. He was at war in the Korean War. And while he was out there, you know, after he left the previous partner down south, he'd have got a new partner out in Korea. And her name is Gia. Um... And that's what we discover a little bit more. We get Chia's backstory and their tea um, in Meet Me in Daegu. And it takes place in 1949. Um, and, honey, it's a it's a whole thing. You got people trying to escape communism. We're seeing U.S. war crimes. Tick out here shooting people. And this is the one that we just see in our face. Apparently, he's been cutting the fuck up. Bruh, we learned, like, Tick, all right, when you first start the episode, you think Tick is a good person. And I know it's complicated. Listen. He's helping the old lady carry her stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's trying to redeem himself. Yeah, I love him. You know, he's this. But no, he's shooting people. He's literally shooting women in the head. Some of them women were not. He was looking for spies. Some of them women were innocent women just shooting them. Yeah. Just, and I know that they follow orders. You a soldier, but you a human and you're making these choices, my guy. Like, you gotta be responsible for that shit. You can't just say, oh, somebody told me to, so it's fucking okay. It's yeah. not okay. You gonna have to yeah. answer for that shit. He. Shoot motherfuckers. And I know army and war things are really complicated, I guys. I know it is, but also there. at the same time... This is still what like, are you, doing? you know, he's shooting nurses in the head. It's not okay, man. He's being aggressive and mean. Mm. He's, he's doing a lot. He's not being very There kind. are a couple of documentaries out there on the Korean War. Um, apparently, I was watching like a YouTube video, and the guy was like talking about that there's one on, uh, that PBS has about more so kind of zoning in on like U.S. war crimes and like what the U.S. were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, just trigger warning on that. Um, don't want to bring that. That's a, that's a very traumatic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to get educated on different kind of wars and you know the, the historical context behind what's going on in this show, I think it's also important to know, especially if you're not in the know. Like I may not be well versed in what's going on in the Korean War, but I'm definitely going to take two seconds to sit down, more than two seconds, and get educated because I want to fucking know. I know that the I know the U.S. be fucking up worldwide. Listen. I already know that. I'm not one of Americans. Y'all be on the end of the oh, this motherfucker over here eating our food and stuff, and they American, they cutting up. I mean, I be cutting up, 
But I'm also not ignorant to the atrocities that the country that unfortunately slash fortunately slash unfortunately lives in has committed across time and throughout the land. I'm not I'm not ignorant to that at all. I'm not a fan. I'm just here, bro. Listen. Just gonna I, say that out loud for the streets. I, listen, bro, I wasn't even here. They just they dragged my niggas over here. Like, don't even don't even bring me into this shit. I'm just trying no, to stay afloat, even, my guy. Listen. Unless somebody, you know, live in one of these countries where the people are brown. And you can get me citizenship. Come on, hook me up. Is it wild in your country too? Please let me know. I mean, it's wild everywhere because white people have run rampant. Well, like I mean, globally. Well, um, wildin'. Anyway, (laughs) colonialism is crazy. You find out about Gia and her situation, and of course, we learn that she's a gin Cherokee, pretty much. If you Mm -hmm. watch Naruto, she got the nine tails fox demon, and it's literally Naruto. It's literally a nine tails fox demon. So I'm like, is this like a legend? Is this not not like the Pokemon? Now you think of nine tails? I'm like, is this like no? Really, I want to know more about this. Is this like a little thingy that's People tap in if you know things. Uh, please guide us to the information. Anybody listening, please and thank you. We appreciate you. Listen, so, you know, the um, demon has to collect the hundred bodies, but the demon gets in um, Gia because her stepfather was assaulting her and her mama, instead mm. of her mama stabbing the man up or, you know, boiling some water and throwing Poison it on him, him. Beast, or, you know. Just freeing their family of his curse. Just, you know, maybe poison little by little, anything. Or maybe blinding him and then just saying he went blind and now he got to relate, you know, relate. You know, there him. were options. Yeah. She went to the local shaman. Yeah, and she put a demon in her kid. And did the most. And now she had, and the kid has all the memories though, also. So, like, she's like, damn, I know everything in that motherfucker. Like, like, you, like, come on. In return for the husband dying. Yes. Now, was it a, a it was a questionable trade-off. She could just, you know, I. And she's kind of a bitch. Because the mom is like, you need to get these bodies. Bitch, you put me in a situation. You need to I'm let me. really stressed because now I'm starting to think about how did she force her, when did she start collecting the bodies? Because if this happened to her as a kid and Gia is now adult, I'm scared. That's very dark. Listen. Oh my God. She's been collecting bodies for a long, but you know, what if she's only collecting one a month? Like, it's going to take you like close to 10 years. Like, it's going to take you some time to get That's those. why I said I'm scared. What year and did she, this start? And then she was all like, you only got 10 more. So she's on her last hurrah when she meets Tick. So it's like, what? And are they happening all in the same capacity? Because I'm very scared about the circle of abuse <gasps> that is happening to this child. Because we see how Gia is taking the spirits and the you know the sacrifices of, men, of not even just men, people. Because we feel like there's a woman that gets sacrificed too. Um... Like, one clip shows, like, it looks like a lady or something like that. Not really sure. Go ahead and, you know, just don't quote me, guys. Uh, but I'm just really scared. You know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know if anybody thought that through. I could be just, you know, shaking a tree. I don't even know. But I send help for Gia. But Gia gets these souls and these memory of all these companions um, and needs to collect these bodies. And we hear, like, ten more and then two more and... You know, G is also dealing with the do they want to even be human anymore? Like, do they want to give up the powers that they have now? Like, a part of them yearns for a normal life and then looking through Judy Garland stuff. And I saw a picture of Judy Garland blackface, so I'm really trying to work through that. Fuck. Um, I haven't seen it, but I'm, you know, I believe you. I don't even need to look at it. I know. I'll just be trying to figure out what the fuck is the reason. Um, just every, just, Racism. <laughs> They are racist. Ooh, like, it was just so girl. Like, it was just so normal that people just assume that people, because they, they're iconic and they have these 
bright legacies that they weren't racist and no mm-hmm. they People were start getting punched in the they face they were also racist like they have they this they they're fucked and okay? if you're mad listening to this you just need to go ahead and open google and then just ask yourself what's the reason and why are you really upset unpack that so because if you're not mad for the same reason we're upset you really need to fucking unpack that um now <clears throat> Blackface, blackface, dealing with that. Um, mm-hmm. She's romanticizing Julie Garland and just being a human in her ideas of like love and, you know, because she's taking on these different conquests with these different companions mm-hmm. and, you know, they're dealing in these acts and they're having sex and it's getting cute and mm-hmm. then bleh, blood everywhere. And that's how it really goes down for Gia. Pretty much. And it's it's wild. Um, she is... And the mom is coming in to clean up. All right, it's time to go. All right, mm-hmm. it's time to go. I so, really wanted her to link up with Young Jaw. I wrote yeah. communist, impossible lesbian. Because they were touching hands. Yeah, and I was like, were, mm. now I don't know if they were flirting with her, uh, with Gia, to try to just or like, just you know, because the man was. But I was just like, I don't know. Like I think they're trying to connect. I was looking in their eyes. The way that they were like hanging on to their words and trying to like. I know trying to like entice her, like you're like, oh, are you a communist or not? But it was a little flirtatious. You know. I wanted to see her. But we saw Tech Kill a Woman. We're gonna bring that back out. Also, yeah. when uh Gia uh uh links up with Tick later, because we see how their relationship kind of pans out after he kills this woman and you know, they're kind of moving through that and she's holding on to that and she's very vengeful, but at the same time she realized she's falling in love with him and I'm like, oh no, baby, what is you doing? Um, and then they have sex and then her tentacles come out because Yikes. this is what you should be doing, but she can't really uh, kill Tick. Like, she sees not only Tick's past, um, his present, but unlike her previous companions, she's able to see his future. Yeah. So she's really fixated on that. Then they kind of expound on that and how they're like magically connected. And I'm like, girl, fuck Tick. Like, yeah. you should have just, <laughs> just kicked his ass right boy. there. <laughs> like, ah, well, I, I, I know if he died, we wouldn't have no story, but. Trying to save him. That man is the fucking worst. He girl, left you. You already saw now, it with the hair. I mean, you had tentacles and shit. Cause, no matter what kind of person, good or bad, if a motherfucker tentacles start coming out while you riding dick or you just on, like, that's, you gotta, you gotta put Girl, a Girl, I didn't know it was that plug. kind of show. I started seeing them tentacles. I said, Lord have mercy. That's a rap. They were going Is this the, hentai? They were going to all the orifices, y'all. All of Is them. this hentai? I was so bit, nervous. The shadows. While I was like, oh! <laughs> they took it in there, but it's we like know. you click the long website. Oh, no. Well, you know, we at HBO, so, I mean, they be, they be taking it there. And I was like, oh. okay, well, you know, Tick avoided a death. Avoided a death okay? Yeah. And then he's it like, did. you know what? I got to get the fuck out of here. Then he, I pretty much, after that, he, I guess he hears about his father goes through the U.S. and all that oh, stuff. Okay. And, yeah. You know, well, yeah, and here we are. He, well, he was in Florida, and then comes up, all this stuff. Sure was. Because that's the phone call where, you went to America, didn't you? Because Gia told you not, they saw your future and told you not to go. And he was like, child, I can't stay in Korea forever. I got also, to go you home. have tentacles, so I can't even fall in love with you. I don't even know what to do anymore because I thought I liked you, but I can't really explain what's happening to me right now. I'm confused. So let me just go. Um, and they're um, out there living a life. Yeah. And Gia's just like, you know, ringing up the Sally. Also, I'm like, my problem with Gia's character is like, let me tell you something. Yeah, I, I thought I knew she thought she was going to sacrifice him and kill him because that would have been she great. And she should have good for her. But... For, to fall in love with the motherfucker that killed your friend, like Girl. I'm judging you, bitch. If me, me and you rocking, a nigga beat my ass you. from the grave, please. A nigga kill you. I. 
even if I wouldn't even like even if I didn't hate this person, I would never date them. I would never have Why would you do that? I would never talk to them. Girl, this is the code. Wait a minute. Like he now nah, like I said, her He better int- be lucky it's not on site every time. Listen, her intention was to kill him. Yeah, but she should have fallen in love, girl. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going you on? You ain't running pockets, girl. You messing up. Yeah, upsetting. You didn't even secure the bag. You didn't get the pension. You didn't do none of that. None of those things. But yeah, that's pretty much all of Mimi and Deku. It's mainly all of Gia's backstory, their mythic history and all that. You figure out, she's like, that's where she has a vision. She's so invested in Tick. It really bothers me. And I want her to stop. Um, Episode 7, I Am, we talked a lot about it already. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of, you know, pulling up and dancing with... I like uh, that a lot of these episodes, if not all, are directed by... no. A majority of the episodes of this show are all directed by women um, or femme presenting. Mostly okay. femme presenting. Not necessarily, but women. Okay. It's about two directed by men. Okay. Okay. Which is... I like Like that. I said, the cinematography, the way things look and feel, like, you see that in this episode, you actually see a lot of nude. And it's not like nude, like, oh, I'm shaking my titties in the camera. It's just like casual nudity. And it's just like, oh, it's fine. This was entitled I Am. Yeah. So it's just like casual nudity, which is just like, okay, this is better. Or like, this yeah. is just like, it's not the stark feeling where, oh, a man put the camera right on a nip. Like, yeah. you know, you know how that is. It's just like, oh, she's naked, but it's not the center of focus. It's just because that's what it calls for. Yeah. You know, so definitely underspelt that uh, with I Am. And we get a few discoveries in this episode. Yeah. Um, she's a Let- bad bitch. Letitia finds out she's pregnant. Yep. Um, Tick 100% gets confirmation that his dad is gay um, and then he has to deal with that homophobia and all kinds mm-hmm. of other things and he eventually realizes well you know his dad is living the way that he lived because of all the things that happened to him so that generational curse and trying mm-hmm. to break that and deal with that trauma um, and that being a thing um, poor Sammy again mm-hmm. because essentially the morning after we're back at uh, you know Montrose they wow. came after the club he making breakfast. He just complaining about everything. You just don't want to be happy. Complaining about grits. You don't want to be happy. A grateful ass. And I'm also, you know, he's dealing with stuff. But st- just, you know, I'm going to leave the sentences in my brain. Um, you know, we see some, like, you know, prominent. They have a couple things. Like, you know, not only did we get the stuff with, not the stuff, uh, the episodes and the storyline dealing with Emmett Till, but there's mm-hmm. other, like, if not just um, shots from, like, uh, pictures or other moments in history in the past dealing with, you know, whether it's ads towards black people in a negative or a positive light, Definitely. prominent pictures, you know, and also, you know, just a lot of stuff. But we also see um, Bessie Stringfield, who did, like, a cross-country ride on the motorcycle. That yes. was nice to see. I love seeing black women shine. Also, the feeling when she saw her. I was like, was so you happy. know how you feel when you see another black woman doing anything across from you? You was like... Yes. Like, you, like black women... I knew black women were just literally rooting, like... Because, you know, like, say you out somewhere, maybe you had a little con. You the only black bitch there, but you got your black golf shit on. Yep. And you out here, and then you see another black golf bitch from down there with her big ass boots on. Yep. And you're like, oh, I see you. You see I me. See I see you looking at me. <laughs> and now y'all about to have a dance off because it's a 112. It's lit. And y'all dance towards each other with your big ass boots on. And it's amazing. It's and me. it feels good. My boots it feels are good. Me. It's, it's you, just black women. Literally. Black fems. Yes. You know what the fuck is up. Because you go gas each other up like, I see you. Look at you doing things. Wow. It's just, it's a warmth. It's feeling mm-hmm. warmth. Um, as soon as she's seen her. So I was like, oh, look, like, like I said, more shit like this. 
That's why I'm like, even though I had problems with the story and shit, the show did so much that I had never seen before. Or never, that's just not normal for me to see on screen. Mm -hmm. I was like, this took some steps, though. Yeah. This took some steps. I like that. And it's important to note those. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But I love, like we talked about before, I love that Hippolyta found herself. I love, love that she was standing her truth. Um, she was stuck in the past or the future, like 200 to 500 years, some wild shit like that. She was traveling through time. And uh, then came back with blue hair. Love that. I might be a little biased, but you know, love that shit too. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we learned later the baby D. Yes, from Jigabobo, which the, that's where the Edmonton Memorial is and everything. Everything happens. The police pull up on her, put a curse on her. With, let me tell you something. One thing I hate is spit. Like, I like. Like the face I just made. he put spit on this baby face and oh I'm like just watching I was so stressed because I'm sitting here watching this child get assaulted by these fucking cops like they shaking her ass up and yelling eight. at her and shit and she, there's nothing she can do about it you know no because you already know the police pull up and your first thought is I might die today literally and they she don't know nothing that's the, what makes it even sadder. She doesn't even know anything about what's going on. She just know her mom is missing, bro. Mm-hmm. That's all she knows. And her that. comic was found at the scene. But she'd been here the whole time just minding her business. And her friend was just murdered by a white man in the police. Listen. Also, they do this. The curse comes. Little things is looking at her. Now she got these two motherfucking people dancing around her ass. Evil pickaninnies. And they're dancing behind her. And I'm like... Pickaninnies are evil, but... Yes, but I'm just like... Bopsy and Topsy. Scary. It was so creepy, but also, they did so much dancing that I, at a point... Like, at first, it was like, okay, this is You didn't like the way they were taunting her. It was too much dancing. Mm -hmm. Like, they they were just... I'm like, why are you dancing from four blocks away and we gotta watch you from four blocks away? Can we start at, like, two? Like, because I'm like, we are spending, like, minutes with y'all literally doing the robot towards this girl. I'm crying. And I'm trying to keep a serious she face. She was just going through so I'm much. But I'm dying. And I'm just like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I, I understand. I'm and sorry. it was just sad because, you know, Dee was dealing with so much. Yeah. Not only is she dealing her with the passing of her gone. friend, her daddy gone, her mom is missing, the police on her ass, you know, white supremacy beating your ass, like, your friends passing away. It's just... It's a lot, and she's not even that old. So she's dealing with all this shit and just trying to process it. And then now you got, you know, Bobsy and Topsy doing the heel toe down the street at your ass every five seconds after the white cop has spit on you, and now you smell like breath. Like, it's just too much. Like a hot dog water, and it's just really it's disgusting. too much. And it's too much. They, she knows they're driving her literally insane because no one else can see them. But her, so you know she's reacting in yeah. public, and everybody's like, "Girl, what's going on?" But eventually, they get her ass and scratch her, and now her arm is turning into literally a wooden tree twig, and she's deteriorating and shit. And she's turning into a pickaninny, a, a possessed pickaninny, which is really which is crazy. Up. And then they can't lift. If you don't know what a pickaninny is, please do your googles. Yes, and Christina can like can't reverse the curse because at this point, this happens. Hippolyta comes back, and they need Hippolyta blood to like reset it but they can't fix it because they're like I don't know what this curse is bro Mm -hmm. I can't really you know I don't know what kind they had some pages from some other dudes I don't really know how to fix this man so they don't they can't fix it it's kind of reverse it while she's still sick and they decide well guess what we're just gonna have to uh, pull up and we're gonna have to go in the past man 
Yeah, because there's a few things that also happen this. We find out that Christina's ultimate plan is to become immortal. She's Which, like tried, tired of being oppressed by her uh, white male counterparts in her family, and she wants to rise above the same it. Thing exactly, she's going to pass on the oppression. You know, just <laughs> cutting up. We also learn more about Montrose's relationship with Tick's mom because Tick, of course, is dealing with you know that the aftermaths of finding yeah. out that his dad is gay. I've rolled my eyes like five times. Um, but then, you know, Montrose is also opening up about the relationship he had with Tick's mom because you have to, you know, explain what we already kind of felt in our chest. And I called this a few episodes in. Uncle George is actually Tick's daddy. Hello. And they all were, you know, it was a protection thing for Montrose. So Tick's mama was more so like, this, you know, a, a beard. I hate saying that. Um, as Montrose, you know, had to put on a front that he was trying to pass. Um, and, you know, be presenting as a straight male. But also, he's not a straight cisgender black man. He is a queer man, and he's trying to figure himself out in a time that it is really super not safe for him to do so, uh, amongst other things. And then, you know, I'm not even going to dive into the Tulsa episode, um, which is Rewind 1921, episode 9, right after this. But that really had me cry because you touched more on his story about, like, his, like, first love, and how he also like perished right in the, the massacre. And it was just like, bitch, please carry me out. I it was very hard to watch, but you realize what kind of why he's the way he is, but also still it We got to break the cycle. Like, come on, man. So outside of this, it's pretty much y'all are watching the Tulsa Massacre again. Oh wait. And, ooh, sorry, backing up a jigaboo boo. Um, or Bobo, excuse me. Tick comes home and sees Gia at the end, y'all. And you know what he does? He shows his ass. That's right. He is being real nasty to Gia. I don't want to see you no more. Get the fuck up out of here. I'm starting a new life. You know, I, I get Which it. You shook because she was trying to, you know, tentacle you up. But at the same time, you nasty bitch. <laughs> she came across the country. That ticket was not free. And she clearly came over here freezing. You know, you scared, but at the same time, I don't really like your tone. It's nasty. His tone was that, like, Tick is not a good person. He's he's kind of a dickhead. He is a dickhead. I wrote, Tick comes home and sees Gia and is an asshole to her. Literally. And it was, it's Letty who goes, she came all the way here because she loves you. Mm. Clearly. Like, you have some empathy, you asshole. I. Uh, Episode nine. Everyone poorly. Rewind Uh, 1921. Yes. Yes. Tick is trash. Yeah, they go through, they get the book of names from back then before a parish in the Tulsa uh, race war, basket, race mm-hmm. basket. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. It lasted also. from May 31st, 1921 to June 1st, 1921. Yeah, so look that Two up. Two days. Um, a horrific, and it's not the only large massacre dealing with black people nope. in the U- U.S. history. Um, I knew that there were others, but I did not know. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes Twitter... <laughs> Twitter is literally hell on earth in digital form. Um, but sometimes it's very informative. And there was this little shimmy thing that shimmy down my timeline, a, p- a little post, and it was highlighting the multiple. Oh, yeah. More than 10, more than 20 massacres surrounding black people in U.S. history. Um, and I was sick. Listen. White people, you need to have a meeting. And y'all have secret meetings. All the time. Okay? I just... I we have meetings where there are no other people of color. 
You need you need to bring this shit up. We didn't even mention the other atrocities that have happened to other, like Jess said, people of color, people who are non-white citizens of America. Um, we didn't even go outside of America yet, but in America, we didn't talk more about the indigenous people. We don't even have to go trail of tears. There's other shit outside of trail of tears. Like, it's just it's just gross. Come on, y'all. I would have loved to see season two because just I really felt like, and I don't know if this is gonna get us, you know, chopped in the throat. I don't care. I really feel like HBO was scared. They were. I feel like niggas was pussy in the room. Which is so wild, because I'm like, what's going to happen? You greenlit a show about the Confederacy. What? Y'all Especially if you were going to have mm-hmm. both of them going at the same time. Well, Confederacy never got the oh. so it greenlit, but everybody shat on it so much. I think they kind of shelved it. Mm-hmm. I haven't really heard anything. You know what? You know. As they should have. But, right, because what the fuck were you thinking? But immediately you thought that this wasn't a good idea? Because I want to understand what was the reason. Fiscally, was it not it? What is the reason? Because it's not like people weren't going to tune in. The first season did well. People are going to tune in just because you already had the group. So what's the reason? Is it was, the, the was it the topic? Was it the nature of the show? Was it what they were going to talk? Were white people zombies? Were you mad? That the I South lost like, again. I feel like they were a little mad because once we get to I know the South gonna hold it down, but not like that. Because once we get to where episode ten, which is the last one, and full this circle. is how, and this is full circle, and it also this is kind of how the book the goes. South hold it down. I actually like that song. I ain't gonna hold you. Okay. Um, the, <laughs> the season finale. The it, South gonna hold it down. I'm done. <laughs> Cat's not done. I want to know. I'm singing in my head right now. She's I love not this finished. I need, she bursts this song all the time. So. <laughs> the South go holy down. Okay, sorry. Full circle, episode 10. The South hold it down. All right, anyway. They, they come back where pretty much they're banning or binding the white people so they can't use magic at all. That happens in the book. And that happens in the show as well. Like, Mm. look, we doing what we gotta do, but also the show requires Tick to get sacrificed. Well, bye, bitch. For this to happen. But he meets with his ancestors after they get the book and they were like, hey, what's up? That's okay. The ancestors like, you gonna have to sacrifice yourself, my guy. And he's like, well, well, well. You get to go home. Mm -hmm. You get to do, you get to get reunited with the ancestors. I love that for him. I think it, 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 it doesn't right a lot of the wrongs, but you was wild on earth. And I'm glad that you got to link up with them. Yes. Also, uh, they say that the baby, Letty's baby, is supposed to be the one who writes Lovecraft Country, but then instead of it's the a guy, white man, LOL. So they were really trying to rewrite his. I like that little tidbit, actually. I'm not even going to hold you. It would have been nice if that was the truth, but mm. you know. I like that that was thrown in there. Bye, Tick. Apparently, Tick survives in the book, but in the show, Bye, Tick. Yeah, he's alive in the book. Um, none of those people, because George don't even die in the book. Like it's just like these people are here. Like there are a lot, a lot of people live and they kind of conquer. That's why I'm like, damn, I kind of really rock with the book. But also, I'm not mad at the show for taking those yeah. kinds of steps. So I'm like, all right, I'll, 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 I'll eat that. But also, they did a lot of other shit that went left, like bringing Christina in, yeah, and. Christina being a fucking menace to society because she just in here, she fucking on Rosie. She trying to tear people against each other. Ruby. She wants to be immortal. She just wants to take the place <sighs> of her so white male immortal. counterparts. That is it. She's still fucking racist. That's why she had to go through what she went through to feel empathy about Emmett Till because bitch, you're That heartless. was so much. And her wig and hairline are not okay. Fair. 
Um, I'm crying. So in the book, I know that D is not D in the book. D is a a boy, a, a boy right? Yeah. And in the show, D is um a girl, which is fine. Um, it's also yeah. does also in the book. Um, in the show, D's story ends up where D's arm gets fixed by her mama because her mama come back from the past, from the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and has like all kinds of awesome. She's very android like at this point. She's just otherworldly. She's that bitch. That's just period. Um, and fixes D up. And D has a robot arm like Tick saw in his visions. Um, and so my question is, D ends up in the show with the metal arm. She's kicking ass. She She's has Jax. the Shaggoth. Exactly. She's got the Shaggoth as like a companion partner. Um, does that happen to the character in the book? No. Okay. Really. Well, no, D's better than, sorry. Um, but I do like that. He got the metallic arm like Jack. I like that too. It's awesome. And now she has a fucking companion. Love that. Yeah, I don't think that's what happens in the book. Revenge! Like, and I could be wrong because I'm like, I read it some months ago, guys. It's been, you know, I read it in 2020, but my brain's made a suit. That's okay. I'm going to eventually finish it once I move past the way my brain feels about this because, you know, once I settle into it, I'm like, all right, I'm very much, I started it. I'm going to finish it, but I'm really forcing myself. But also, girl, I've read quite a few books since then, so my brain. Um, But yeah, this was a different turn. Like I said, I'm not mad at at her with the metallic arm. I'm not upset. I kind of like it. Kind of, kind of Afrofuturist like look. They and they tap into the oh Afrofuturistic yes. shit. Yes, and I'm like, lot. I loved that so much. Um, I want more. I want more. God. HBO girl. There's so much stuff. Coming for you, nigga. Yeah, there's wow. There's so much stuff <laughs> that is good wild. about this show, but then also there are some missteps that I'm just like, yeah, Girl, we didn't need that. But also, I want to allow, you know. A black creator, the missteps because everybody else get the missteps. Yeah, and a lot of these shows, especially that first season, be shaky. The usually yeah. the second or third season is where you get. That's the why shit. I was excited so to I'm see like, you know what 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 would have came with season two. Like I knew there were a lot of other, uh, not a lot, but there were a few missteps in season one, and I mm-hmm. wanted to see how it was going to be addressed and or rectified in season two, mm-hmm. and of course how season two was going to play out. I think that if you know HBO slept. By not picking this up, and that's okay. You don't need other people to validate your greatness. Um, but I would love to see or read or be able, you know, if they're able to share that information with us. Like, where was this going to go? Um, because I, it, it needs to be seen. It needs the world yeah. needs to see it. Um, in terms of storytelling, that's truly how I feel. Uh, and yeah, no, I, I mean, if you feel otherwise, I'm kind of curious, but at the same time, I'm not. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Not sorry, because it, I, I feel more. like it's a little racist. I don't know. I whatever. I she she should get the green light to do more shit. Yeah, because th- this was good enough. Where it's like there was more stuff good about it than was. What wrong didn't with you it. like about it? Let me know. Yeah, because like I said, we talked about our problems. There are some problems, but that don't mean they don't, it's not one of those problems where oh, I don't want to see you make anything. This ever show made a life. lot of money, so all of a sudden you don't want to give it. Another, it still it still has some good stuff going on with it. I just I don't know, you know I don't know. But you know that them's be the breaks. Um, but we would you know how did you feel about this before I dive into what everybody else thinks? I think I'm good on watching it again unless okay. there's gonna be a season Fair. two. Me too. Now if there's a season two, 
I have another check it out. I'm not gonna lie. Yep. But I'm gonna also hope that some of the things are a little like, please don't beat us in the head with the homophobia this time. Yeah. We saw season one. We understand. We get it. <laughs> but let's let's see what where it goes. I guess because like I said, the book wraps it in a bow. Where the see one season would have been enough to pretty yeah. much do. Yeah. And that's it all, okay. Sometimes we don't need fine. a season two for that aspect. Yeah. And I'm like, but the way they ended it, it's not. It, I thought I didn't see the um, last episode, and I absolutely did. And I'm you like, did. because it feels like it felt like a cliffhanger. It didn't feel it like it was. It felt it was just, set up like season two was going to come. Yeah, there and figure I'm out just what like, after so tick. what are we doing here, girl? The ghetto. So, I'm. I'm hopefully Apple does give us that second one something. or something. Just um, something. I I would like it. Misha, but, girl, yeah. let us know. Hey. Let us know. And and speaking of let us know, let us know what you thought of this show. We're open to your thoughts and suggestions on everything that we just talked about anyways because we would like to discuss. Let's have a dialogue. How do you feel about Lovecraft Country? Shout out to Nightmare on Fear Street because we've definitely covered one of the episodes yeah. with them. And Bobby. And Bobby, Torres. yes. Please pull up on Bobby Torres. Bobby loves his, likes his spooky, excuse me, and pull up on Nightmare Two. on Fear Street. Please pull up on these wonderful creators. Um, and get into their shit because I love what they have to say. I love their brains. Awesome humans. Um, but let us know what you think. You can email us at grltspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on the social media websites under the same handle of at Girl That's Scary. We're looking for, you know, like just, you know, your thoughts. Like, what the fuck is up? How did you feel about the show? Would you want to see a season two? How do you feel about season two? Not Where do really. you think it would go? Oh my God, yes. Like, with the little bit of information we got, you know. What the fuck is up? Let us know your thoughts. Do you bang with Tick? Are you in the Tick fan club and you think we should get chopped in the throat because we don't like Tick and we told you about the truth about your companion? Let us know. <laughs> we would like to know. Um, so hit us up on any of those things. Um, shout out to everybody that likes, retweets, shares, everything. Just even listening to us. Thank you so much for that. Shout out to our fucking Patreon people. Yes, Patreon. Um, thank you so much for supporting us. We truly appreciate that. And if you have like, girl, Patreon, we got to be spending money. Guess what, sis? There's free shit. For... The free. You should just pull up anyways because if there's not anything for the free on there before, you need you're gonna have to pull up on some stuff a little later. That's what I got to say. Yeah, but there is some free content on there. Absolutely. Just in case. So you could pull up. Thanks, and just guys. Look, just look on there. We got letterbox. We got all this stuff, and we're at Girl. Shout Bears. out to Drew Central. Shout out to everybody existing. Gang, gang. That's all I got. Here. Um. Yeah. But Truly. Yeah, I'm just like, but <laughs> we are Girl <laughs> Scary at Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah. And just pull up and have a great day. And I'm so glad you're a, a human that's existing and trying again for another day because it's hard enough it just doing that. You made it here. That's all we got, you guys. Till next time. Bye. Bye.